Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here with Priscilla Weigel, one of our inclusion consultants. Welcome, Priscilla. Glad to be here. And we have been discussing play, mm-hmm. and it's been really great fun, and there's been some really interesting information shared about some of the development of play and the stages that children go through, and then some of the challenges they may experience, mm-hmm. which uh, we know can often uh, manifest itself in some behaviors that then become challenging for their caregiver. Correct. And so you've been sharing some really great tips and strategies for what might be behind some of those challenges. And so we're going to continue that and kind of wrap up today our podcast on play by talking about uh, some other things that may come through as children are attempting to play with their peers. And so why don't you talk about some of the other challenges that you see when you're working with young children? All right, I'd be glad to. When when we look at a classroom or a, a group of children put together, They all are going to be unique, and each is going to have a unique personality and a unique temperament, just as adults do in our world. So reminding ourselves of that, there may be a child who just is shy, who looks at a new setting and is just overwhelmed, and so they tend to withdraw and and stay back and observe and maybe spend a lot more time observing than than we're comfortable seeing, And and we want to pull them into that play and get them involved when they may be not quite ready to be there. And so what do we do when that child who, you know, is given this great opportunity to play is just shy and overwhelmed by it? How do we, as caregivers, help that child over that first hump and that's really what it is is helping over the first hump and then the consecutive humps after that that are going to lead them to that confidence and that's what we want to do we want to build their confidence we want to help them feel like they don't have to be frightened and scared and being shy is okay sometimes you need a slow process to warm right. up to something right. and it's not something that that we're going to fix or change because that may be just their personality they may tend to be more on a, of an observer but as we've talked about in all of our, our previous podcasts play is essential for children's development so we want to make sure that that child is engaged in some sort of play exactly. it doesn't mean that they have to plop into a group of seven other children and be playing in the dramatic play center Maybe it means that they need to start at the sensory table or at the art table with an adult and just slowly through really low-key conversation, easy questions for that child to answer. Starting out with the yes-no answers, which you know we try to stay away from in early childhood because we want kids to develop their speech skills, so we want to leave these questions open-ended. But for a child who's very shy, the, the opportunity to answer a question with just a yes or a no is a way to begin, and then you can branch off from that. But what it does is it, it helps them feel like they're not threatened yeah. by those questions and they're not scared by them. And it might mean just, oh, do you like red? When they're painting a picture. And that child will look up and say, yeah, I like red. What are some other red things that you know? 
boy, you know what I like that's red? A cardinal. I just saw one yesterday. Do you ever see any birds like that? So it's just that starting point that helps them feel, they don't even necessarily realize then that they're answering these questions that require more talking and more words. And so then going from there to, let's see if we can have another friend come over and, and I brought out these two really cool paintbrushes. Why don't you two try this and see? And so then trying to make that triangle of conversation happen with two children and you. But you're not going to just magically make it all change in one day. Sometimes, some children, it's going to take a few weeks to really gain that confidence. And they may have regression where they may go back to feeling withdrawn and scared and overwhelmed. You know, maybe you have a real a group of kids with super strong personalities and they're maybe intense and you have this one shy little person who is overwhelmed by all that energy that's in the room. And so helping that child understand, you know what, I can see where that would be kind of scary to go over there. How about if we hold hands and we go together? Or Great. I'm going I'm to carry Great. this chair over and put it in the dramatic play area. Do you want to help me carry it or do you just want to walk with me over there? And so what you're doing is you're not saying, do you ju- I'm not giving it, the, the child the option of not going to the center. They're coming with me. I, that's my expectation from my statement. But they can choose either to walk beside me or help me carry the chair. So I'm giving them something to do to focus on a task instead of I'm going into this area filled with all these strong personalities and what if they don't like me? No, they're just helping me carry a chair. They're just right. helping me bring Very a crowd good. over. Right. So that's that's something that helps with kids who are really shy. I'm, I, I'm glad that we're talking about this because sometimes... Um, it's easy to overlook the child that's shy because maybe attention is given uh, to a child who is louder mm-hmm. or maybe displaying more high-intensity behaviors. And so more of our, our energy is sometimes given to what we see as behaviors that are challenging on that end, right. not realizing because the child who is shy may be quiet and mm-hmm. so Go really along we with don't the see them as yeah. being problematic, uh-huh. whereas in fact, though they also are in fact showing a challenging behavior because what we want is to see them develop what they need in their social competency skills right so it's very important that we're observant of all the children including the children who seem to be more quiet and compliant we want them involved too we do so you're making some great points there and, and moving from the shy, the child who's shy, to perhaps the child who maybe is ignored. Oh, you know, yes. The child who's not there one day, and you say to the group, who are we missing today? And the kids all look at each other, and they don't know the name of that child. Oh, and that always yes. breaks my heart when I hear that kind of a thing, or when that occurs in a setting, because you think, we should all be aware of each other, and we should think of each person as an important piece to this group. Everyone gives us something special. And so it's our job, once again, putting it on the adult in the group because, yep, we are the grown-up. We are supposed to help those other children understand what's special about the child who's ignored so that they will not be ignored, what they can offer to a situation. You know, uh, one example is a a little boy who was completely nonverbal and would not really be engaged in a lot of the play in the classroom, but one day uh, someone said, boy, you know, what we really need is somebody who knows how to whistle. And one of the other preschoolers said, Henry knows how to whistle. And it just took, uh, the rest of the kids just looked at that child who made that declaration like, how did you know that? But this child had noticed mm-hmm. that that was a skill that a this child story. possessed. Right. And at that moment, when he shared it, now everybody knew that. 
great. And so we really talked about the fact. And then launching from that to Henry can whistle. I bet there's a lot of things that each one of us can do that we don't know about. Let's talk about them. Exactly. So you're giving children that avenue to say, we each bring something special to this group. And if I wasn't here, you would miss me because I always do whatever. And you know, and so so taking the time each day to make sure that you do that for your students, that's gonna help eliminate the child who's ignored. You don't want you do not want a child to be ignored in your no, group. That's, that's just against the law. Priscilla. Right. Yeah. Against the, against the, against the, law. the child that's care like, law. It's against child care law. And then going from ignored to the child who's rejected. Oh, who maybe yes. w- would be perhaps, you know, not to stereotype, but maybe the more boisterous child, the more in your face kind of loud personality or the child who's maybe aggressive or, you know, the child who has just kind of struck out over and over again in the play situation. And so the kids in his or her group look at that child and say, oh, here comes so-and-so. Right. Which, what an awful feeling to be a preschooler and sense that from your peers. So in your story earlier, the child who is gone and no one seems to notice, this is the child who is absent and everybody's, oh, Oh, yay. So-and-so's not here today. Good. And And I've heard heard that. that. From teachers. Oh, even from teachers. Yeah, we had such a good day because so-and-so was absent. And it just, (gasps) but you know what? That was a, now. That's an opportunity to tell us something right there. Exactly. As early childhood professionals, it's our job to make sure that think if we're thinking that, what do you think all the other children or families are thinking? No, so that's how not. do we help that child not to be the re- child that's rejected? Well, we figure out what that child. Going back to that whole ignored piece that we talked about too. What is that child really stellar at doing? They have skills that are important and that they really can master and and achieve great things with. So what are those skills? And that may mean that it takes extra time in the evening for me to sit down and just take a little tablet out and say, okay, here's, here's Sally. Here are all of her positives. And just so that I get those in writing and they're in the forefront of my brain, when she walks in the door, I'm going to remember those things and I'm going to figure out throughout that day how to make sure that her peers know that about her that she has a lot of great stuff to offer. Mm-hmm. And let's pull that into the day. And maybe that means my curriculum planning is going to reflect some of those skills. Maybe she's really great at dinosaurs and she knows all the dinosaurs. So I'm going to do, we're going to do a unit on dinosaurs. Maybe not a unit, but maybe a day of dinosaur fun. And we're going to have her bring her favorite books. And she's going to lead group time because she knows so much about, you know, meat eaters versus herbivores. And we're going to have somebody else do the herbivores. But she's the expert on the, you know, and, and so it's giving her that platform to say, I have some really great skills here. Mm-hmm. And then what it does is it, it helps kids see her in a different light. Exactly. As a teacher, as an educator perhaps, or as somebody that knows things that, they can, that she can bring to a play situation. Right. And when she starts to feel that connectedness with her peers, there's going to be a less, less of a need to be so in your face because... She's going to have some friends developing and some Very friendships. Good. Very good. All those are excellent tips, Priscilla. And I think, I, I think most people who are working in the field really want children to be successful in yes. their peer interactions, which is such a huge part, depending mm-hmm. on the child's age, of their play. So I hope that these podcasts have been helpful to our listeners. We We're so. going to move on to another topic for our next podcast but people can certainly email through our website if they want more information. They can contact a consultant.
Mountain mm-hmm. through our website if Certainly. they have more questions. So thank you all for your time. Thank you, Priscilla, again for being with us as you are on all of our podcasts. Yeah, it's You're great to really a great source of information to us, and, and it's so enjoyable. Well, thank you. That's all for now. See you.